Welcome back to a Mavs Outsider Podcast with your host Dustin. Doing my post-game pod for the Mavs win against the Utah Jazz. Um, we're going to talk about that. And just um, briefly about other things going on uh, around the NBA. Um, so, to begin with, we will start with the Mavs win at Utah. Or against Utah, they were in Dallas. Um, I, this is, funny enough, this is a good win for Dallas. And a real short um, sort of synopsis on Utah real quick. You know, Utah wasn't a team that was really expecting to do much this year. I I had them um, 12th, I think, finishing 12th. You know, they were going to be the best of the bad teams. But, you know, the biggest difference of this game, or of this team right now, um, obviously, Lowry Marketing is having a fantastic start to the year. And... Colin Sexton is a good player. Um, if Dallas could have figured out how to bring him in, that would have been um, really great. You know, I, in all honesty, I wouldn't doubt if there's still a chance he could be moved. Uh, you know, even though Utah signed him or uh, did a sign and trade, I, I don't know if there's rules on. Um, I don't know if there's rules on trading him and the. Uh, in the, by the trade deadline, but I, he's, he's a good scorer. Um, you know, he had 19 points. He was only one for four on his threes, but he, he's a really good scorer. He's a really good player to come off the bench. And even if it's this off season, if Dallas could, I, I would trade a first round pick for him. Obviously when Dallas picks, it's in the late 20s. They're, they're picks. They're guys that are just going to be role players. I think Colin Sexton can be more than just a role player. And I think if you could somehow get Colin Sexton on this team, it, it would just make it that much better. Um, Lowry Markinen, again, he, he's having a fantastic year. He actually didn't have a great game. I don't know if it's because um, Dallas's defense, you know, they only held, they held him to 100 points, which in today's NBA, 100 is really good, right? Um, he, he didn't have that great of a game. Uh, so he, he's a guy who I, I've always thought was good, but like they mentioned in the broadcast, I think the most games he's ever played in a season was his rookie year, and that was 60. And you just you can't build a team around a guy like that. That's a guy that you, you sort of just hope he's healthy at the end of the year when you're in the playoffs because – usually he's just he's always hurt and it's sort of disappointing that a guy like that's always hurt but uh, I mean it is what it is um, you know Jordan Clarkson's are still a really good score uh, Mike Conley's he's okay I've had my I, I like Mike Conley I just don't like Mike Conley for the contract I, I think he makes like 30 million a year and I, I just don't think that's good value for him so overall Utah does have a really good team. Apparently, there's a lot of people that are were really high on their their coach um, when they hired him. So that's also something they could be well coached. I, I don't really know not, a lot about him. You know, he looks kind of like a kid, right? He's, he looks very young, but I, I do think that you know there's some guys on this team um, 
that could be moved by the trade deadline. Um, Conley, Clarkson, and even Rudy Gay could be, you know, just a few. So even Kelly Olenek, somebody might find value in Olenek. So just thought I'd say that because this is a team that's overachieving a little bit. I think they've beaten Memphis twice already. So it, it's a team that's overachieving a little bit. But it makes it a really good win for Dallas. You know, I, it was one a game I was a little worried about because Utah has been playing so well. And, uh, you know, Dallas, what's funny is when you look at the box score, you know, only three players scored. And, uh, you know, Luka had 33 with 11 assists and five rebounds. Christian Wood had 21 with 10 rebounds. And Dinwiddie had 20 with five assists and four steals and four rebounds. But after that, the next score is Dwight Powell with nine. And, you know, then, like, Josh Green had six. Um, Dorian and JaVale had four. Uh, Hardaway and Bullock had three. Tough shooting night for a lot of guys. Uh, you know, Christian Wood was only one for five on his threes. Bullock one for four. The one was a very important one. Uh, Tim Hardaway was one for six. And it, it was just one of those... It was one of those games that basically the three the three best players needed to perform in order for them to win because the the role players sort of didn't show up. Luca did shoot ten free throws. He made seven. Um, their free throw percentage was awful. That was fifty three percent. Their three point shooting was awful. It was twenty eight percent. And it's very rare that they shoot twenty eight percent and win. Um, Utah. Shot 33%. They were 10 for 30. Uh, their free throw percentage was 85. They were much better. But uh, the 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 one thing that really sticks out is the free throws. Um, they missed a lot. Josh Green was 0 for 2. I, he needs to take his time. He needs to know that he has time to shoot those. Uh, Bullock missed the, I think, defensive three-second free throw he got. Um, and then Powell was 1 for 2. And, you know, one thing about Powell, Powell had, did have a really good game. Powell's plus 25 was great. And I, I know Spencer Dinwiddie gave this long sort of monologue about Dwight Powell. And, you know, I, I've never questioned his hard work and stuff like We all know he works hard. It, Powell, Powell is a guy who, it, like you said, he, he's going to show up every day. He played every game last year. The, the problem... You know, one of the things he brought up was, you know, Powell was the starting center in a team in the Western Conference Finals. And as good as that sounds, that's also a bad thing because that was one of the bigger reasons they lost as well. You know, Kavon Looney just had a heyday. He had one of the best series of his careers because uh, there was no challenge. The, like Dwight Powell, as hard a work as he is, he, he does have like a zero wingspan. He, he's not a shot blocker, and he's not that great of a rebounder. And he hustles, and that's great. Every team needs a guy like that. He plays hard, and that's great. We all know he, he does. I, I even said, you know, Dwight Powell, if he plays 15 minutes a game, that's great. I just think you're going to need a guy like JaVale McGee, even though he's been sort of disappointing you're gonna need him when 
the time comes in a playoff series where you are facing a team with the center and you're just going to need the rebounding. You know, Christian Wood played 23 minutes, had 10 rebounds, right? He's a really good rebounder. That is one thing he really does. He fights for those rebounds. He had two offensive, and that's just something that he does well. Um, Luca, for years, was their best rebounder. And, you know, like I said at the start of the season, it's going to be tough for him to get triple doubles because he's not going to get as many rebounds with Christian Wood and JaVale McGee. But, you know, like I said, JaVale McGee only played eight minutes. Um, He had two rebounds, only four points. I don't know what it is. I, I don't know if he's, like, against a team like Utah last night, he wasn't really needed as much. Utah's big guy was Kelly Olenek. Kelly Olenek's a lot like Powell. He, he's he's a better shooter, obviously, but Kelly Olenek's not a guy that you got to worry about down low. They're, they're big is that Walker Kessler. He's a rookie. He didn't play a ton of minutes. Um, he only played four minutes, actually. So JaVale McGee wasn't needed last night. Last night was a game that was perfect for Powell, right? Because he's not up against anyone. Um, you know, Dallas still got out-rebounded. You know, Markinen is a good rebounder. Malik Beasley somehow got eight, which is interesting. But um, Jordan Clarkson also got eight. Sorry, uh, those were assists. Malik Beasley got eight. Vanderbilt got six. And Clarkson had five. So, I, you know, they still out-rebounded Dallas because Dallas doesn't really have a lot of rebounders on their team. But, you know, this next game is against Toronto, and Toronto also, they don't really have a, a big that's, you know, like your your Joel Embiid type. Even even Jokic, um, one problem Dallas has always had was Jokic is just backs down Maxine, he backs down uh, Powell. You know, I, I thought, I really thought JaVale McGee should have played more in that second half against Phoenix. I, I thought... There was, you know, Maxi just, I don't think Maxi can handle DeAndre Ayton. I know they won a series against Phoenix. I get it. People probably bring that up. But it did have to go seven. And it's just, like I said, as disappointing as McGee has been, he is somebody that they really are going to need when it comes down to, uh, like, playoff time. Because you are going to go against Anthony Davis, who's playing the center. And I just don't like my chances of Powell against Anthony Davis. I would rather have even Christian Wood against Anthony Davis. So, I because Christian Wood actually has a lot of length. You know, Christian Wood does get blocked shots because of his length. But I, I just I, I do think McGee is somebody that's is is necessary for this team. I think he's probably going to show up better when. Um, Playoff time comes along when the games are more meaningful, when you can scheme against teams. So, And as far as minutes go, you know, or starting, I, I know the big deal about starting is, um, you know, this person needs to start or that person. For me, it's not about starting. And I, I've said it before. It's not about who starts. It's about who finishes and who's getting the minutes. You know, like Christian Wood doesn't start, but he played 23 minutes. 
you know, he played more minutes than JaVale McGee. So, and so did, you know, Dwight Powell. He played more minutes. You know, it's not about who's starting. It's about the impact you're making. If you're making an impact, you're going to get the minutes. And, you know, Josh Green is, is a good example. Josh Green is a, is like the high, has the highest plus minus in the league. I think they brought it up last night. I think he had the highest in the league. He was a plus eight last night. So he's somebody that is earning his way on the court. And Josh Green probably does need more minutes. You know, I'm fine to put Josh Green out there on nights like last night when, you know, Bullock's not hitting. You know, you Bullock played 28 minutes. If you can knock Bullock's minutes down three or four minutes and play Josh Green a few more minutes, you know, you're not losing much. Josh Green is a fantastic defender, so he, you know, he he was two for three on his three pointers. So it's not like he can't. He's not shooting the ball well. He's actually shooting the ball pretty well. So, you know, for me, it's about you know riding the hot hand. Who's making their shots? You know, like Christian Wood took five three pointers, missed four of them, and he took what is that ten two pointers. And he missed one of them. So, it's, you know, it's something that I, I think I think it's a little overblown about who's starting and stuff like that. For me, it's about who's playing. You know, what, what impact are you making? If you're making an impact on the game, you're going to play, right? It, it was obvious, like Christian Wood last night, his activity was something that you know he had to be left out there now like i said he only played 23 minutes it'd have been nice if he played more you know tim hardaway still plays a lot of minutes on nights where tim hardaway's one for six that's really a night where you should play josh green more you know because tim hardaway he's not somebody who's one for six and then i'll say oh he's gonna heat up that's not how tim hardaway works tim hardaway's gonna be one for 12 right? That's just how it is. Or he's going to be 12 for 13. So on nights where he's one for nine overall, I mean, you got to cut his minutes. I know they're trying to get him in rhythm, blah, blah, blah. I get it. But you also got to try to win games and you can't shoot your way out of a basketball game. You know, last night I felt they were going to shoot their way out of the game because Utah, it was the same as, it was just like the ending of Oklahoma City. You know, Dallas had the lead, and they go down and they just they waste the clock and then take a bad three. And then Utah, they went down court and got two. And then Dallas gets the ball. They run the clock down and take a bad three. And they worked their way back until they were able to shoot for the last, you know, to tie in the last shot. You know, luckily Bullock made that shot. Bullock doesn't make that shot. Who knows what the outcome is. So I just, you know, their last season, Tim Hardaway started slow. He never found his rhythm because he got hurt. Um, Reggie Bullock did start slow as well. He eventually found his rhythm. Um, Dorian started slow last year, and he eventually found his rhythm. He actually he did so well in the second half of the year that he was able to surpass his um, three-point percentage from the year prior. So the slow start is something that we've seen. And I, I hope it doesn't last as long as it, you know, sort of did last year. I think it went into January. It would be nice if they could finish their slow start and 
I don't know, December, you know, something a little sooner. Uh, so, overall, though, last night, it it really goes to show that, you know, that that game, it's, it's sort of like the Mavs from last year where, you know, Luka got his, Brunson got his, and then Dinwiddie would get his, and then it's just you're hoping one of your bench players or other players, whether it's Bullock, Dorian or Maxi, they just they gets enough, and you know at, towards the end of the year, you know you would have these scores where you know Dinwiddie would have twenty, Luca would have thirty three, and Brunson would have like eighteen, nineteen, twenty, whatever. But then you would see Dorian with like twelve, and you'd see Bullock with nine. You know you'd see Maxi with ten. You'd see even Powell would have ten, and. That's one of the reasons why they, they were so successful last year down the stretch just because the other guys, instead of getting, you know, four and four and three and three, you know, they were getting nine. They were getting 10 to 12 points. They were all getting 10 to 12 points, and that's what you need from your other guys. And like I said, they got lucky on this one. Their defense was better than they say. They, it was the zone defense they went to. Um, it's funny when, you know, players in college – they, they play zone a lot in college and then they get to the NBA and they see a zone and they're lost so it, it is kind of funny it worked uh, for Dallas and you know now the next game they play is Toronto it's another home game Toronto's another team that is well coached uh, you know I this is a game that uh uh, even though it's a home game, uh, you know the Raptors are four and, or five and three. Uh, you know Siakam's averaging twenty five a game. Uh, after after Toronto, their next game is uh, let's see. It looks like it is on. I tell you what, Dallas is getting a lot of days off. I feel like they're going to pay for it on the second half of the season. Because after that, they play the Nets again in Dallas this time. Um, I do think Ben Simmons is out. Not that he was much of a difference. Um, they do have a different coach since they last played. The Nets are 2-6. and six. They're really struggling. So you do play two good Eastern Conference teams. Even though the Nets are I do have a bad record, they're still capable of beating anybody because... You know, like Kyrie and Durant went off for a lot against the Mavericks, and they, you know, Dallas did come out with the win. I believe the other night Kyrie ended up with three points. That's the Kyrie that you want to see. But, you know, it is still two tough games in a row. So, you know, they need to take advantage of these home games. And it would be nice to see, uh, you know, them, them win because they, they do play, I think, two on the road after they play. Two home games next, and then two road games after that. So, hopefully, that's something they can uh, they they can you know get. So the you know the road games they you know maybe they can go in on the road and, and still at least one of them. You know, if you could go one and one on those games, um, I I don't know who they play, but if you can go five hundred on the road, you're doing something good. So, as far as um, other things going on around the NBA. Um, you know, the, there was, um, 
some other games last night that uh, I did watch. One I found very interesting, and it was a really quality basketball game, was the uh, Boston-Cleveland game. You know, Cleveland's now 6-1. and one. Uh, Darius Garland came back and played his first game since the first game of the year. Um, he went out with an injury, an eye injury. He got a, like a cut on his eyelid, which is sounds bad. But Cleveland's really good. This is the second time they've beaten Boston already this year. Uh, they look... I, you know, I'm interested to see what happens when playoff time rolls around with Cleveland. Um you know, Mitchell is a guy who's a seasoned veteran at this point, and it's something that they lacked, a seasoned veteran score in the stretch. And I know Levert's sort of that guy, but Levert's, Levert's never really been in big games like Donovan Mitchell has. So I'm eager to see what how this team performs, you know, down the stretch and in the playoffs. You know, Mobley... Is starting to come into his own. I, I just think he's a, a fantastic player. He's, I think he, you know, the sky's the limit for that guy. You know, he had 15 last night on seven of eight shooting. It's seven rebounds, and he just, it, I, I think he's just going to be a special player. And I'm curious to see what happens with them in the playoffs. Um, the Wizards beat the 76ers, and apparently James Harden is going to miss a month now with an injury. So that's that's going to be interesting to see where the Sixers uh, sort of fall if they if they do better, worse, how that goes. You know, are they going to be better with uh, you know if they're going to focus on running their offense through Embiid now? How's that going to go? You know, is Maxi going to take even more shots? Uh, you know, Kristaps Porzingis had 30 last night with nine rebounds in a win against Philly on the road. You know, those that's the, the Porzingis that we had a couple years back. The The problem that comes with Porzingis, though, is you, you're just going to miss him for a month, and it's just sad. I, I wish he could stay healthy for a whole season for his benefit, for the league's benefit. I, I just hope he can remain healthy, and I'd like to see the Wizards do good. Um, I You know, I watched Miami beat Golden State the other night. I, I thought that was a good game. Uh, they beat the Kings last night. Uh, you know the Hawks beat the Knicks. The Knicks have fallen under 500. It's sort of like uh, I, I just, you know, I figured they would. I know they had a few good games, but uh, Dejounte Murray had 36 last night. Um, you know Brunson had 20, but I just, you know, the Knicks to me they just they don't have enough. So. Uh, the Bulls finally got Zach Levine back. He is playing now. They beat the Hornets. Uh, the Clippers did beat the Rockets. And the Rockets are pretty much the worst team in the league at this point. The Bucks are probably the best team at this point. They're 7-0. Um, you know, the Memphis-Portland game last night was good. Portland has had a pretty strong start, but Lillard's out. So, you know, that's, we'll see what happens, as the, you know, as long as he's out. The Lakers actually got their second win against the Pelicans. Um, Ingram, I don't think is playing yet, but Zion is. Uh, you know, Zion had 27 last night. Um, 
McCollum had 22, and they, man, they still figured out how to lose that one. Uh, this Matt Ryan, whose picture's not even on NBA.com, um, <laughs> he hit a game-tying shot, and then they pulled off the win um, in overtime. Uh, Lonnie Walker had 28 somehow. Uh, Davis had 20, and LeBron had 20, and Troy Brown had 15. You know, Lakers are the team they're going to play. Mavericks are going to play on Christmas. So I'm eager to see, you know, how that sort of progresses. And, you know, when you look at the standings, like I said, they start to sort of play out. You know, you are kind of who you are when, as time goes on. Um, you know, a team like New York, they were pretty high up. Now they're all of a sudden they're falling. Uh, you know, Brooklyn is one of is that team that's still down at the bottom that you sort of expect to move up, but you never know. We'll see. I, I don't foresee them remaining 13th. I, I do see, you know, a team like the Pacers and even Charlotte falling behind them. Um, you know, it's only a game difference. Like I said, it's still early, but, you know, even as talented as a team like Detroit is and as talented as Orlando is, you know, they are young, so they are going to lose games. And, you know, they are the bottom two teams. You know, in the West, Phoenix, you know, all the talk was about, you know, Jay Crowder not being there and, you know, DeAndre Ayton not talking to his coach. But, you know, they're 6-1. and one. They got the best record in the West right now. I figured they would. Um, but I, I just don't think they're going to have enough gas to win in the playoffs at this point. I think Chris Paul will probably run out of gas before they can progress into the playoffs deep like they did, you know, went to the finals and stuff a couple years back. But, you know, Portland and Utah, I I don't know how much they're going to be able to keep that up. I don't know how much Utah is going to be able to keep that up. Uh, you know, they're not, like, surprising people anymore. So, you know, do teams are teams more ready for them? You know, when the when the game comes, are they going to make any trades? Are they going to move on a couple guys because they are winning? Um, you know, Memphis is there. San Antonio is another team. I, they're overachieving a little bit, probably. They don't have any stars on that team, and they had to they released Primo. Um, so, you know, Denver and OKC is another team that's sort of overachieving at this point. But you know, after a while. You know, like I said, that it starts to fall into place, and you know, Golden State's sitting at three and five, and the twelfth in the West. I, I don't foresee that staying there, but you know, Sacramento is one of those teams that's been disappointing. Um, I knew Houston was going to be last. They just they don't have it. You know, I their team's sort of a mess. If there's any way we could get Eric Gordon off that team, I I would love Dallas to try. I think Eric Gordon could be a huge addition to our team. And I, I don't know what it would take to get him, whether it'd be a first-round pick. I don't know if you want to give up a first-round pick to Eric, for Eric Gordon. I, I don't know. Um, they tend to value the pick. I, I don't know if he's worth a first-round pick. So, and I, I don't really want to give up any young pieces at this point for Eric Gordon because he is a guy who's sort of been injury-prone, and I'd just be afraid you'd trade for him and then you get hurt and you'd sort of wasted your trade, so... We'll see, though. You never know what kind of three-way deal you can work. And, 
I, I do think Eric Gordon will be made available at some point. I, I don't think Houston will hold on to him for the whole year, even if he just goes somewhere else. I think Eric Gordon will become available. Uh, you know, like I was saying with Utah, I think Clarkson and Connolly will become available. Uh, as far as uh, any other teams, I, I think in the in the West, I, I think that's it as far as players. I, I think in the East, I, I think obviously Buddy Heald is a guy that's been in trade talks along with Miles Turner. I don't know if they'll make those moves or not. Miles Turner is an injury-prone guy. I'm not sure if that's something that, uh, you know, I could see the Lakers, like I said, taking a chance on it. But, uh, you know, the the rumor has it, you know, Charlotte could be looking to deal Gordon Hayward. You know, I I don't, I I don't know if I want to trade for Gordon Hayward unless I'm trading just Bertans. Because Gordon Hayward's another guy who just can't stay healthy. I, I, you know, Tim Hardaway's a guy who stays healthy at least, right? He did have the freak injury last year. I get it, but he's not an injury-prone guy. And you know, Gordon Hayward's been an injury-prone guy. And, and if I, I don't want to, I wouldn't want to trade Hardaway for Hayward, even though Hayward's probably a better player all around. I, I still wouldn't make that trade because you're not going to get Hayward for a lot of games. If I could figure out a way to get trade just Bertans, then I would do it. Um, I don't think I would trade a pick though. That that's one of those that's one of those trades that you have to get in on a big you know, one of those three team trades that you have to get in on and you know, where Lakers are getting are are trading Russ and they're getting uh, someone like I don't know, PJ Washington, whatever. And, you know, Dallas gets Gordon Hayward and then Lakers get Bertans also. Just something where multiple guys are moving and, you know, L.A. ends up giving Charlotte the first-round pick, not Dallas. So, I don't know. Just crazy trades like that happen all the time. So, I, I just, I, I would love to, I, I would take Hayward on my team, but I, I just wouldn't want to give up too much for him. He, he's just, to me, not worth it because of his injury history so anyhow i'm gonna go ahead and end it there um like i said toronto's the next game uh it was a good win and hopefully they can get a good win against the the raptors and then against the nets so um i'll probably do the next pod saturday morning uh the game will probably end you know late on friday night so i'll do the pod on Saturday morning, and then they've got uh, several days off. But uh, until then, we'll see you later.